Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD, you're not always wrong. With us in our virtual studio is one of my favorite guests, Elaine Taylor-Kloss of ImpactParents.com. Before we get into the content tonight, special thanks to children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Uh, They are the ones that are bringing this show to you. Um, In celebration of that event, we'd like to give away free copies of uh, Attention Magazine in digital form. Uh, listen to the show. We'll be sharing a secret word several times. All you have to do is the same word, by the way, through the show. Write it down. Listen to another show. Uh, write down the secret word of that show and then send me an email with both secret words. It could be just that simple, even in the title. Um, the email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. And when we get that, we will get you a current uh, PDF copy of Attention Magazine, and Chad will send you uh, a PDF copy of the next edition when it is printed. Again, our program is being brought to you by Chad. We have a little chip that we're going to share, and then we'll get into the show. Join Chad at the Virtual International Conference on ADHD from November 4th through 6th. Learn the latest tools, treatments, and strategies for managing ADHD. Share insights and stories with new friends and experts in chat room breakout sessions. And learn lots of new ideas and action plans that may help you, your partner, or your child to live a healthier, more vital life. Register today at chad.org. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. Okay, we have a great show tonight for you uh, with Elaine taylor Claus. She's a very special friend and, and, uh, and a great guest, and I always enjoy having her on because I learn a ton from her. Um, for decades, Elaine has struggled as a mom in an ADHD++ family of five. But after she discovered that uh, the coach approach dramatically helped her kids and her entire family, she co-founded the first ever virtual parent training support organization for parents of complex kids, ImpactADHD.com. In 2020, ImpactADHD expanded to become ImpactParents.com, reflecting the a broad range of parents supported by the first decade, parents of complex kids challenged with ADHD, anxiety, learning, disability, and more. An award-winning online resource and blog for parents and professionals, Impact Parents provides coach, uh, coach training and support around the globe. Uh, Elaine has um, served on several advisory boards for American uh, Academy of Pediatrics and the National Board of Directors of CHAD. You can learn a lot more about her books and uh, her programs at their website, impactparents.com. And with that, Elaine, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. It's great to be here. 
I always love having you on. I always learn something, and I'm anxious to learn something new today. So everybody out there, the way these shows kind of come back, sometimes I have an idea, and I'll throw it out there, and other times I've got a pretty good idea of, like, the content that will bring a guest on to have a conversation. Other times we throw an idea out there, and somebody comes back with us on something kind of like – like, hey, I got a great idea for you. And this is one of them. Originally, I wrote to Elaine and said, listen, you know, people with ADHD, they're not always wrong. And she says, oh, my God, I got some stuff for this. And so you, you have some things that you work with parents a lot on, with on related to this topic. Tell us about it. Well, and I would say this is probably one not just for parents, definitely not for parents. This is one that I, when I first started coaching, was mostly coaching adults with ADD, whether they had kids or not. Um, this was this was kind of my number one thing because <laughs> <laughs> I think what happens when we become as we get to adulthood with ADHD, whether we were diagnosed as kids and never learned to deal with it or not, or whether we were diagnosed as adults, um, there's this you know the thing about having ADHD is that we're wrong a lot, right? We make a lot of mistakes, maybe more m- mistakes than typical people. We forget things. We we're impulsive. We have all these traits, if you will, that that Mm -hmm. sometimes don't jive with the way the world wants us to operate. And so we get this reinforced message throughout our lives that we can't do anything right, that we're doing things wrong, that if we're not doing it the way everybody else does it, we're wrong. We we sort of get this message. And so I think as we become adults with ADD, the first thing we have to do is to shift that that concept, that self-concept is to change the mindset around it. And um, and so what I what I used to describe it as is if you can imagine that we as adults, by the time we become adults with ADD, we've got this groove in the top of our head, this well-worn groove that's like an indentation from years and years and years of hitting ourselves over the head with a stick, right? And we do it sometimes to chastise ourselves, and sometimes we even do it to motivate ourselves, right? We motivate mm-hmm. ourselves. In, in negative ways by, by veritably, it's not obviously not literally, but hitting ourselves over the head with a stick. Does this resonate? I mean, can you really? Oh, absolutely. To yeah. Uh huh. So, it, and I think a lot of us do. And so, so when I start working with adults with ADD, one of the first concepts I talk about is, how, is needing to put the stick down. And, and before you can start seeing what you are doing well or start looking for solutions that work for you the way that your brain works, you have to stop beating yourself up for this, this subtle message that's probably the script that's been running in your head your whole life. I'm not good enough. I'm not doing it right. They're going to find me out. Like all of these scripts that, that we have that reinforce the, the negative that reinforce that, that prevent us from being successful. And so I often ask my clients, there's a, there's a coaching concept called a structure mm-hmm. where you get something that reminds you of a change you want to make. And so mm-hmm. I often ask my, my clients when they're struggling with this issue to go outside and find a little stick, not a big, <laughs> huge stick, just a small, like twig stick, and to put it on their desk or on their bedside table or on their bathroom sink or wherever it is, just for a couple of weeks, just as a reminder to put the stick down. Because it's just a really powerful metaphor for what we do to ourselves and and to remind ourselves to be kinder and gentler with ourselves so that we can learn to manage it because it's complicated. Wow. 
Um, love the idea of a stick. Yeah. Love the concept that we, we got to change the mindset. And, and from my perspective, I look at mindset as how your mind is set up to think. And changing mindset is not like an aha. It doesn't happen overnight. It happens over a period of time. If you've exactly. been hearing all this negativity in the past, it's not like one day you just wake up and you get to see all the positivity or you can see what works. It, it takes a little bit of a transition. It's an emotional transition. As I say, there's a, there's a conflict that takes space. It's an intellectual conflict because you have to <clears throat> kind of debunk the very model that you thought you were under before before you actually can begin to see it. So structurally and, and technically, this really makes all the sense in the world to me. Um, because you do have to change that mindset or deal with emotions around it to begin to see what works. And it's, 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 mm-hmm. it, to me, it's a little bit of a journey, but it's, it's necessary. Well, you know, what I often say is, is that mind, that, that I know it sounds, you know, like pablum, but mindset matters. How we see something, how we think about something is going to inform how we behave and what the outcomes are. So if we believe we can or we believe we can't, we're going to be right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so a huge amount of the work that we do at, at Impact and the work that, you know, the huge part of the book that, that, I, was, that I wrote a couple of years ago, The Essential Guide, you know, so much of it is about concepts and mindset because those are the frameworks that set the stage for the systems and structures. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody in the ADD world, it's like, okay, let's get a solution for this. Let's get a system for this. Systems are great, but they're not the goal. Systems mm-hmm. are, a, are a tool to help us achieve a goal. And, and it's really hard to, to have the vision for that goal if we're beating ourselves up with a mindset that's not serving us. So for, for if you're listening to this, um, I encourage you, you can even pause the tape. Or um, at the end of it, if you go onto YouTube and you search awareness test, what will come up at the top is a video. And it's a knockoff. Um, There was a book years ago called The Invisible Gorilla. It was written by uh, Dan uh, Simon, and I forget the first name, Chablis. In fact, I interviewed Dan years ago. And there are, um, what do you call them, Uh, research psychologists. But needless to say, is the bottom line is if you watch that video, it's a minute and nine seconds long. Great. And and they ask you to do something. And as I describe to people, you have narrow attention, you have scanning attention, and you can't use both at the same time. So narrow attention is like sending a text, and scanning attention is like driving or looking for Waldo. And in the video, if if you follow the instructions, you do it. And then they say, did you see something? And, and you missed something, and it's blatant. I mean, it's obviously blatant. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is you have a tendency to look for and see what you want to see. And sometimes you miss yes. something as obvious as obvious can be. And so part of a lot of what Elaine's talking about is we've got to put down the stick. We've got, to, we've got to begin to open our mind because we can't see the obvious because we're so focused in on the blinders, as I say, the, the, the idea is, is when somebody tells you what's or you think you're looking for something, again, you have to kind of realize that to kind of step out of it. And so as I'm saying this, you know the video I'm talking about, right, Elaine? I totally know the video. It's awesome. Yes. And it's fun because we can, it. we can put you in the experience because in that moment when you do this and, and you realize that you missed it, that's what we're talking about. So it's, I love the video because it's, it's a tangible way of saying, hey, this is what it's really about and this is what you've got to look for. So, um, so tell okay, me well, how I to keep... find it again. It's, it, again, go to YouTube and just um, in the search bar put awareness test, 
And it's a minute and nine seconds long, and I think it's awareness. Take the test. Again, it should be at the top, and when you look at it, there will be some people, a bunch with white shirts and some dark shirts. Again, you kind of can't miss it, and I, I think you'll really enjoy it. So um, I want to continue with this, Elaine, but while we have – we have a little stopping point here. So let's go to a commercial break. Um, everyone, a big fan of Elaine's. Uh, she's what I consider one of the thought leaders in the space. She um, – she basically, her and her partner, Diane, run ImpactParents.com. Uh, I do a lot of referring of parents and people and kids to her. That great website. Go check it out. Our secret word tonight is always, again, our secret word tonight is always. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change the lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by gigcoaching.com. And now back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back here. We're with Elaine Taylor-Gloss uh, having a great conversation Uh Basically, you're not always wrong. You've got to put down the stick. You've got to shift the mindset here uh, for you begin to see what is what all is going right in your world. And, and you know, Lane, one of the, forgive me for jumping here. One of my favorite things is is all the clues to what's successful for you, mm-hmm. whether it's a system or whatever, is in your successes, not your failures. I, and so often, while you well, were saying I, that, Jeff. While you were saying that, I was writing down a note to myself to talk about the solutions are in the successes. Elaine and I have been doing this. Oh, my God, we've known each other for almost 15 years now. We've been doing this, and it's funny because it is eerie. Is that, is I'll, I'll talk to somebody like, I'm having a hard time this. Okay, well, tell me about a time that you did it. And really, I'm literally li- listening for environmental differences, whether you're with somebody or what was there. And it's amazing to me how it's, it's – I kind of call it like reverse science, right? Remember the old days? You mm-hmm. put the, the thing on the, on the, the, the windowsill with two plants. But, you know, you see – I don't know. You put Coke in one and water in the other, and you look at the independent variables. It's just the, 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 the Coke, which – you make observations. Well, I just kind of go back in time. And like, when did you have this issue? And like, okay, well, that's the code. And, but in order to do that, you really have to put the stick down. You have to be able to begin to look at your successes, and that's a difficult trick. And – what you're talking of is putting down the stick to make that shift so that you can begin to begin to see what's right with you, not what's so wrong. Well, you know, absolutely. And, and there's kind of two things that came up as I was thinking about this during the break, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, one is, I just lost an earbud, sorry. One <laughs> is that, um, that the, the thing about managing ADD is that, it's 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 like it's like a snowflake. ADD is very individual to is very personalized to every individual. No two people have the same manifestation of ADD because there's so many different aspects of executive function that are impacted. That how you need to manage yours and how I need to manage mine are going to be completely different. 
And so part of the process, the reason why you can't be wrong is because you can only manage it your way. You know, I was talking to a couple yesterday who were, um, but neither of them have ADHD. They have an adopted child who does. And, and they've been really struggling until we started coaching around and got some conversations for them to realize that each of them have different ways that they do things and that they can't impose their way of doing things on their, their child with ADHD, their teen. They actually need to work with them to help him figure out his way of doing things. And that was a big light bulb moment for them because they had been operating on the assumption that there's kind of a way to do things. And in the world of ADD especially, there's not. And, and so the example that I want to share with you, going back to solutions during the successes, was many, many years ago when I was still working with students before I started working exclusively with, with adults. I was working with a 14-year-old girl who was really struggling with getting her homework done, but she wanted to be a good student. She was a bright, bright kid, and she's just really struggling with it. And so we had this conversation and, and ended up discovering that she had planned an entire spend-the-night party for her group of friends. And she had coordinated driving and conversations with parents, and she'd done all these different pieces to pull it together for this group of friends to have a spend-the-night party. And when we started talking about it and mapped it out, she was able to see the process that she had used to create this, this spend-the-night and she was able to begin to see how she could map it over to doing her homework. And so she came up with an idea of putting together a big poster board yep. to visualize it for herself and, you know, whatever else the details were. She was able to make the link, the connection between the success she had had in planning a spend-the-night party and how she could get herself to do her homework. Booyah! <laughs> right? Yes, absolutely. That's what, I, that's what we mean by there's no wrong way, right? Absolutely. We just have to look for the right ways. So you, you brought something up here that I want to also kind of throw in as people begin to look out there, and that is I'm going to tell a story. I was working with a woman one time, and um, she had ADHD, and basically she had a lot of stuff out. And, and we talked about working memory and her need to have reminders out um, for her husband. Uh, kind of military was like, you know, this is clutter. It's, it's whatever. And working with her, we be- oh. really began to understand that at the end of the day, she needed the reminders. I call it cued recall. Like it's, it's a reminder. And she, she would put things away in her office and she would close the door and, and nobody would see that. But there were certain things that had to be on the kitchen island because it was school related. And that was changing so fast, like all the time. It had to be out there. Yeah. And, and her husband was like, you know, this is, this is a mess. And it was, he was just, like irritated and agitated and there's there's a lot of people out there who when you have stuff that's out it's like mental clutter for them they they literally can't think and they kind of can't relax and so i was having this conversation about this and she needed to have it out because out of sight out of mind would not to do it but it was mental clutter for him and at the end they were going back and forth and i really had to say you know you have to understand this is not an add thing this is just a difference in style and there are times in our lives where we have people where there's just a difference in style. You know, some people are macro thinkers, some are detailed thinkers and stuff like that. And so it doesn't always mean that you're wrong because you have ADHD. It's just a difference in style. And, and recognizing that is really kind of helpful because often, because you're the one with ADHD, you have a tendency to assume that you're the one that's wrong and say, I'm sorry, or think that you're the one that needs to change. And I like to empower people. It's not always your ADD. It's just a difference in style, and there's nothing wrong 
in working with people in that situation, we got to find a way to coexist. In this particular scenario, I literally said, well, how do we make it look like that stuff is supposed to be on the kitchen island? And uh, I gave, I threw out an idea like, you know, I, yeah. what about like an inbox? And all of a sudden I heard this rattling around like, what are you doing? She said, like, I, it was in her closet. And like, I think I got one. And we did it and was able to, to, to put the stuff there and it worked for the two of them. But I, I go back to the, the, the main issue. She wasn't wrong. It wasn't her ADD. It's just yeah. a difference in style sometimes. And taking down the stick and not voluntarily saying it's I'm the one that's wrong and say I'm sorry is it's, it's just and by the way that becomes a reflexive act a lot of times with people they they lead with I'm sorry well what is it you didn't do any wrong and I think it's important right. we go back to what you're talking about Elaine is put down the stick step back for a second you're not always wrong sometimes it's a difference in well, style and don't lead with I'm sorry so don't leave with I'm sorry for sure the the what comes to me there's so many stories that I have that that mirror the story you just shared um, and. You know, because I work with parents, I'm thinking about an example of a of a mom. So it's, it's it's sometimes it's put the stick down for ourselves. Sometimes it's put the stick down for others, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I was thinking about a mom. You call it what did you call it? Cue response. Cued recall. Cued recall. I call it organizing by field of vision. Okay. <laughs> I organize by field of vision. If I don't see it, it doesn't exist. Um. And so I was working with a mom who had a teenage daughter. She was a 17-year-old daughter who was trying to put together an art portfolio to apply to art college. And the mom was a very kind of type A, everything in its place kind of a mom, and the daughter was an artist. Every day they were having this battle because the daughter's trying to put together a portfolio, which is a very visual experience, and the mom wants Mm -hmm. everything put away. And so as we coached around it, we came up with a way for the mom to create a space where the daughter could keep the portfolio, where she could keep it out, but it wasn't on the dining room table that needed to be cleaned every night so that they could eat dinner. And as they worked through it, they found a way to collaborate with each other so that the daughter could operate the way she needed because she needed to see it, and the mom could, could handle the visual because it wasn't in the space that was interfering. And Brilliant. Very similar to the story you're telling, right? It's yes. It's about finding the path. In, in my family, we have a, a game, if you will, that we call mise en place, because I'm the one with the lowest. Even though I I operate my field of vision, I'm also the one with the lowest threshold for clutter. Um, <laughs> and I live in a in an ADD plus plus family of five. So as you can imagine, there's there's clutter. And, and so sometimes, and I did this throughout their lives when they were kids as well, if the clutter reached a point where I was beginning to get stressed out, we had the whole conversation with the family around, it's not you, it's me. I get that I'm the one that gets stressed out, but nobody likes it when mom's stressed out. So can we work together to help me handle it so that we can bring the clutter back down? So we would do this thing called Maison en place. We'd turn on music really loud for 10 minutes, and for 10 minutes, everybody would just put stuff away. <laughs> Just put stuff away. And, you know, some kids did more than others or whatever. But it, it was everybody being involved with respecting yes. that there was a level of, there was a threshold of, of tolerance that, that somebody had, and we wanted to respect everybody's need in that house. I, it's not a perfect system, but it was a fun one, you know. I love it. I, well, I, you know, there's so many things that you, people with ADHD can do in groups that they can't do all by themselves. And to put music on and say, oh, we got yeah. a 10-minute sprint to do that stuff, I mean, I, I – I absolutely adore it and working together and hey, you're not wrong. You just have a different style, but it's hitting my toleration. Can we all help out and pitch in and make that happen? It, that's that's a 
that's a very reconcilable type situation that works for everybody as opposed to just lashing out and getting frustrated and yelling and screaming, why aren't you putting your stuff away? It's, it's, we're bringing exactly. an intellectual thought process to managing the stuff to get everybody on the same page, which works really good. So I absolutely love that. Um, yeah, it was but, fun. Let's go to a break real quick so I can, we can get that done. We'll come back. We'll continue our conversation. Everyone, big fan. It's impactparents.com, impactparents.com. And also we have a special website, impactparents.com forward slash attention. I encourage you to check that out. Uh, our secret word tonight is always. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay, do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're having Elaine Taylor Claus here, one of my favorite guests, but I always have a couple of ahas and learn from it. And Elaine, I'm having a flashback. Uh, years ago, <laughs> I reached out to you to do a show on bullying. And in my little pea brain, we were talking about bullying and kids, and we came on that show, and you totally caught me by surprise. And one of the things that I, yeah. I it was a huge takeaway for me was the concept that we bully ourselves based off of our values. And the way I describe it to people is you could be a, a, a businesswoman, and you might have a value of being a very reputable um, businesswoman that's on it. And, has, and you can also value being a great parent. And you, but sometimes our values are in conflict. So if you imagine that you're working on a big project and there's a big meeting that's set on a calendar and you're the bottleneck for it all and like 15 people are there, and all of a sudden your kid has a, like a, an event that's scheduled in conflict with it, you can't be at both places at the same time. And people would have a tendency to beat themselves up and not realize that <laughs> there's no way I can be in both of them. So it's kind of like take the stick down, stop beating yourself up on that. And I'm bringing that back because yeah. what this conversation is so much about rewriting the narrative that you have. We just, you're not always wrong. And we really hope mm-hmm. that we're coming on today to validate you and basically give you permission to put down the stick it's a style sometimes. You're not always wrong, but the idea is to realize is that you can't treat ADHD through the lens of blame and shame and saying that shame. you're wrong all the time. And the idea here really is put down that stick and start to take a look at what you actually do right and realize that there's differences in style. It doesn't mean there's not conflict, but it doesn't mean it's your fault and, and begin to manage from there. And it goes back to what you had said at the beginning. This is really a lot about mindset. And shifting that from the negative to the positive. Anything to add to that? Does that, so, that resonate? Yeah. So, so here's what comes out. 
you can operate for years and years with blame and shame. People do it all the time. It just stinks. It's like <laughs> it's no way to go through life. And it's certainly not an effective way to manage it. People will, people will manage ADD for years and years and years by beating themselves up. Um, and that's often what leads to depression and often leads to all kinds of stress-related health conditions. And, you know, you can. It's just not healthy. And mm-hmm. really what we're talking about is a healthy way to manage ADD is to, um, is to acknowledge it, to accept it, to understand it to embrace it, and then to set intentions to start to manage it, figure out where you want to put your attention. But if you don't start with that first place of accepting, this is what it is, this is how my brain is wired, and therefore I'm going to do things differently and, and want to figure out how to do things differently to be effective, then, then the rest of it, 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 it's not that you can't do it that way. It's just not nearly as, as pleasant or as much fun and usually not as successful. Which, you know, there, 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 what accepting it's a big deal. Like it is. I, I, there's a lot of people out there, a lot of people out there that know a lot about ADHD. The difference between knowing it and being successful is owning it and accepting it. And I, yeah. I can't tell you how many people like, – like I've had people come to me where I've, I've coached them before. They're, they don't have a very strong working memory, and they do a lot of talking out loud. And we've run experiments, and they, um, we've, we've done the stuff, and they're like, oh, my God, it's so much easier when I talk out loud with somebody. Yeah, great. And then I find that you know, in that moment, like I was, I'm coaching somebody right now. I was like, talk out loud. Study group works with them, yet they go home. And they bury themselves in a room, and they go back to just trying harder. I'm like, look, listen, you have to accept that that's that, – I mean to talk out loud, not to talk is not to think, and you're doing that, but not to accept that and build that environment so that it's easier. I mean you might be able to get through it, slugging it all through, but life is too short. Why do it the hard – hard is overrated. Like let's do the easy route. Let's do what makes sure. a lot of sense, and that goes back to the acceptance. And some of it is taking the stick that you don't have to do it like everybody else. You can do it your way. Well, you know, and part of it is that there's this moral diagnosis that the world imposes on us that we accept and impose on ourselves around ADHD. Because if you had mm-hmm. diabetes, you wouldn't say, well, I just shouldn't pay attention to my insulin. Yep. You know, and if you couldn't see, you wouldn't say, well, I should be able to see without glasses. But somehow we, we accept this, this total BS story that there's, there, we should be able to do things a certain way. And if we can't, we're somehow morally bankrupt. Yep. And it doesn't really work that way. And, you know, I think about when I was first diagnosed and I was past 40 when I was finally identified. And, you know, the first thing that I did, and I remember David Gawork saying this, was, was play to your strengths and outsource your challenges. And, and it stuck with me more than anything else, this notion that, okay, figure out what I do well and keep doing mm-hmm. it and figure out what I'm really struggling with and ask for help. And, you know, I honest, true story. I don't do my own taxes. I would not do them well. It is every penny <laughs> to pay someone else to do that. Oh, yeah. I just, it's not my, I, I just can't get my head around it. I don't cut my own hair. You know, like asking for yes. help is this underrated, profoundly yes. important life skill. 
Absolutely. So I want to pull this together, but I want to highlight the brilliance of Elaine Taylor Kloss, and that is it's one thing to say you've got to shift your mindset. It's one thing to say it. The question is, is how do you do it? It doesn't happen overnight, but I think it starts with putting down the stick and realizing that you're too hard on yourself and recognize those moments. Get that self-awareness together, and I love the idea of going out and getting a stick for that visual to remind you because so often you get kind of caught up in the day and pause every once in a while start to recognize that you, you, you're put down the stick, quit beating yourself up and, and then begin to shift and start to look at what you do right. And that the realization that it's not always, it's sometimes a style issue and, and be patient with yourself. This is a bit of a process, but I've got to tell you, I've, the people that have been able to, to shift their mindset and manage ADHD as a process, not just a simple quick fix tip trick or strategy. Those are the ones that I've seen successful over and over and over again. And even, Lane, you're a testament to yourself. And so, again, as a place to start, put the stick down, both for yourself and your kids. And with that, is there anything left to say, or we, did we cover it? Thanks for having me, and, and thanks for bringing up this topic. I think it's really, really important, probably one of the most foundational topics for people with ADD, especially adults with ADD, to understand and to get our head around is that we're not wrong, and we are fascinatingly different. And if we can <laughs> understand that. that and play to that, that's, Fascinatingly that's what the juiciness of life is. Yeah. One, one I mean, last thing is actually – If somebody asked you if you could, could give it away and have a neurotypical brain, would you say yes? That's an interesting question. Because I know I wouldn't. <laughs> you know, I, w- I would have said yes years ago. However, I began to realize is the challenges that I've had have forced me to do things that I wouldn't ordinarily do. And where I got to yeah. as a result of that, you know, it took a lot of work yeah. to get there. But it was had, – had I not had that, I wouldn't have gotten to where I was. So, yeah, and, exactly. And, and, I want to highlight one thing. I, there, I have an image that I actually have. Um, I use every once in a while. It's got five stick figures, and they're all black, except the middle one is blue. And it's interesting because you show that image to people, and I'll say, what do you see? And some people say different, and some say special. It's the same image. The difference is the emotion behind what you're looking at in that image. And often people Mm -hmm. with ADHD are coming from, oh, it's different, it's negative, as opposed to special. And I forgot the quote that you said a second ago that struck that idea from me, amazingly special. Do you remember what you said? Fascinatingly. We're fascinatingly different. Fascinatingly different. And if you can begin to look at yourself that way, it it can do a lot, a lot for you about your emotions and emotions have a lot to do with the way you you manage it. So, Elaine, thank you so much for coming on the show. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Everybody, our secret word is always check out website. We've got a special site for you. Impactparents.com forward slash attention. Hope you've enjoyed this. Catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.